All right, ladies and gentlemen, I get on my high horse. I get passionate about this subject. So put your seatbelts on, get a glass of water, do what you need to do. We about to talk about why you have a story and why it matters. Hi, my name is Ava, and this is your Truth For Your 20s podcast with Mama. Hey, my name is Katie Bulmer. I was your typical heartbroken and hungover sorority girl who looked for love in boys, Bacardi, and did I mention boys? After the breakup that broke me, I met the only man who can truly fulfill me. His name is Jesus. Shortly after that, I met my husband, the best example I have met of Jesus on this earth. Today, I have never been more sure I am right where I'm supposed to be on a mission to help today's young women find their life calling, stop dating dirtbags, and basically just be who I needed when I was younger. I've been called a big sis, an adopted mom, or my favorite title, a cool aunt. But however you think of me, get ready to be challenged and encouraged. This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Okay, so about a week ago, I shared a little video talking about just, you know, my past, your typical heartbroken, hungover sorority girl, and just kind of the process I walk through to do what I'm doing now, like being who I needed when I was younger and all this kind of stuff. Well, I had so many people DM and or comment, wow, you know, so cool. You're so brave. I have a story too, but I'm scared or I have a story too, but blah, blah, blah. And I appreciate those kind comments, but what frustrates me is I basically hear you saying, I have something like a burning inside of me. I have a story to tell. I have a passion. I have a need in this world that I uniquely see a fit for or get fired up about. Yet, for whatever fill in the blank reason, you're telling yourself you're not the girl and you're scared and... (laughs) Okay, first let me say, I mean, I get it. My dad's grandmother, they tell stories about how back when they were growing up, they would ride around town with the windows rolled up. Mind you, she was like smoking, but only rich people could afford air conditioned cars at this time. And so they wanted to have the appearance of having it all together. So they would roll up the windows to make them look like they had it all together. So that was kind of the mentality of a lot of things I was taught over the years, you know, like just as long as you look like you have it all together, the rest is details. And that was, I don't know. It was never like, Hey kitty, let's sit down. This is how you're supposed to act. But that was definitely something that I caught that you need to look the part. It doesn't matter if you are the part that is details. You need to look the part. Um, adding to this, I my brother was the one who always got caught for being in trouble, bless his heart. And I was doing the same scandalous things. I just never got caught for it. And so my poor brother, you know, it's kind of like, oh, why can't you be good like your sister? And I'm over there like, doop, doop, (laughs) doop. So I escaped my teens and college years with never quote being caught for any of my questionable decisions. And then... (laughs) have this like stirring in me, this holy hunger, if you will, this passion to learn all of, teach all that I've learned over the years. Like, oh my gosh, you know, there is a better way than boys and Bacardi and realizing how empty I was those years and how, gosh, like 
if I only knew what I knew now and how to teach my younger friends, there is a better way. Like that boy will never complete you. That booze will never make you feel good. All the stuff I wish I would learn, right? So I have this passion to share this, but then I'm like, but if I speak up, then that quote, good girl facade will be broken into a million pieces. So I get having the oh my gosh, I don't want to speak up because what is my great aunt and uncle and cousin twice removed going to think? So for me to kind of help get over this, I literally had a friend ask me, Kitty, what's the worst that can happen if you speak up and kind of use your voice? And I was like, never thought about it that way. So I remember like writing down one time, like what literally like listening about this, you know, think it through, what is the worst that can happen? And for me, all I could come up with is a few family members that I don't really even talk to that much might not like me. And then I was like, huh, (laughs) when you look at, you know, pros outweighing the cons, if that's the worst thing that can happen and the possible upside is literally helping unlock prison doors for younger me's and gosh, you guys, I'm, I'm a sensitive soul. I don't know if you've ever picked up on that. And like, I don't, I still have anxiety about posting videos. And when I talk about sex on the internet, I want to dry heave every time I hit publish. Like I don't get excited about it. And I'm, and I'm still, fear doesn't go away, but I think, I don't know. I think that God is just gentle and kind and he knows that about me specifically. And I think that he knows that about all his sons and daughters and he, the outpouring, especially lately of the DMS and the um, messages on TikTok or comments or whatever of I just want to thank you for what you're doing. Like, I mean, this one girl, (laughs) she messaged like, I had, I haven't prayed in a long time. And I just prayed for God to show me that he was real and like that he cared about me. And something I said in one of my videos, like it was the first thing she pulled up and she just took the time to let me know that it was like, you know, changing for her and inspiring for her. And (laughs) I'm going to get tears just thinking about it. And I started screenshotting these because I mean, I, I don't know what y'all see on the other side of the screens, but I often get caught up in, does anyone care? Is anyone listening? Does this, does this work even matter? And so I started screenshotting, you know, these, these DMs because it's the reminders that it does matter. And, you know, it's not for the thousands, it's for the one. And these, the ones, the one who were messaging me that what I'm doing matters. I mean, like I, I never, I, I mean, maybe there's famous people who like get tired of it, but I, I can't imagine ever, ever, ever getting tired of this. Um, I just saved right here on my phone. One that says, I just want to reach out and say, thank you for what you do. I just started listening to this podcast and it's completely changed my outlook on life. Like, holy cow. And so what I want you to hear in all that is there was a long, long time that I told myself, my voice doesn't matter. Who am I? you know, I'm not good enough. No one cares. Like all of this crap. What is, what is my cousin going to think? What is my mom going to think? What is my daddy going to think? I told all of myself the same things you probably have told yourself as well. And yet these, like I'm getting these messages of like life changing messages. And so I don't think I'm anything special. In fact, I'm probably the least likely to hold a microphone or do whatever it is that I'm doing right here. I'm like the least qualified and all of the things So you listening, who has a voice, has a passion, has something to share, and you're like, and then the butts are screaming, but you're not enough, but blah, blah, blah. Like, 
think of the people that you can be setting free if you decide to be brave. Okay, so here's an example. One of my favorite quotes is, you can't be what you can't see. I heard that on a podcast one time and I was like, hold the phone, say that again. You can't be what you can't see. Meaning there are hundreds of young women right now on a college campus longing for an example of what it looks like to do college life as a believer in Jesus. There are young men and women longing for what it looks like to date with high standards. We don't have examples of this. There are people dying to see what it looks like for someone to overcome a disability or shoot, just share your story. And This is where I also get passionate because people are like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I don't really have that cool of a story. (laughs) Y'all, look at every story in the Bible. It's like, I don't know everything. I can't understand, you know, all of theology. I can't explain the Trinity. But all I know is I was blind and now I see. That's all you have to know. So I'm not, (laughs) you don't have to have everything figured out. You have to know your story. That's our best offering to this world, our stories. And so back to the, you can't be what you can't see. You don't know how many people are longing to see your example because they can't be what they can't see. And if you just given an example in psychology, there's something called the gift of going second. When you see someone else doing the brave thing, someone else living a countercultural lifestyle and that gives you permission. Like, oh, it can be done. I have a quote on my um, vision board in my office. It says, oh, that's what a Christian looks like. Because there's so many people who don't even know. And you can't be what you can't see. So um, I have a friend. She was actually one of the very first interviews on this podcast. I look back as episode number three. She had an abortion when she was in high school. And of course, that was a painful and hard you know, thing that she walked through. And she decided to speak up about it in college and share her story. And the outpouring of people she never met and probably never will meet of people like, thank you for sharing your story. I have walked through that too. Or, you know, I have felt shame or guilt or, or whatever it is from a similar story. And Carly never knew or never would have known that those people needed her story had she not spoken up. Oh, I was like, are y'all fired up? This gets me so fired up. You can't be what you can't see. And you have no idea how your story can impact so many people. I did a blog post on this years ago called You're Unlocking Prison Doors Naked. <laughs> Someone said that I say naked really country. So sorry, I grew up in Georgia. But you, being able to share your story, you're literally setting people free from prison naked. So I think having the key to unlock prisoners, letting your friends out of prison is a no brainer, but it means you have to get vulnerable. That's the tricky part, right? And I'm not trying to discard or like brush over that because I get that that's a really, really real thing. I mean, your homegirl right here overcome, gosh, a bazillion, a bazillion is an actual number pounds of self-doubt. And still I haven't like arrived. I mean, like I told you, you know, I still want to drive when I talk about sex on the interwebs. I don't think you arrive at becoming like non-afraid. I get that it's hard, but what I'm telling you is you can set who knows how many hundreds, potentially thousands of people free. And again, even if not for that one, what if the one you could set free, you're gonna have to get uncomfortable, but what was the alternative? Get to the end of your life and being like, well, coulda, shoulda, woulda. The graveyards are full of people who coulda, shoulda, woulda. Written a book, 
started a podcast, shared their story. And I'm not saying you have to be a best-selling author or have, you know, fame on social media. I look at, and I guess it just gets back to the original point of this message when people are like, oh, wow, you're so brave. No, I'm not. I'm scared to death. I'm the biggest pains that you've ever met. I just keep walking forward anyways. And that's what I want you to hear. Fear is not going to go away. But if you keep walking forward and doing the dang thing and stepping out in obedience, who knows how many people you are going to set free. Y'all know Jesus-loving young couples are the chai tea to my latte, which is why I'm so excited to partner with Upward Dating App. It's a new app for Christian singles looking for meaningful relationships. I'm so passionate about helping you define what matters, and most girls I mentor say the number one non-negotiable as it relates to dating is having a shared faith, which is very, very good and so important. So my friends, here is my wish for you. Number one, understand the incredible love Christ has for you. Fall head over heels with the only man who can truly complete you. His name is Jesus. Number two, love that beautiful girl staring back at you in the mirror and the incredible masterpiece that God made you to be. And number three, go download the Upward Dating app and walk with clear intentions into a healthy, Jesus-loving relationship. By the way, please DM me the wedding pictures. I believe we do not go through hard things and come out the other side stronger just for ourselves. Now, let me unpack that. I have so many times seen in my own life and lives of friends, when we're in the middle of a trial or a hurt or whatever it is, it sucks. And you often ask why and what the heck is this here for? God, I don't understand. And all that's totally normal. And sometimes we never know the answer. And sometimes there's these things that are just out of our control, right? But what I often see is on the other side of that trial is a message. You know, the mess becomes our message or the test becomes our testimony. I know that sounds very like bumper sticker cuteness, but it's powerful too. So the testing becomes our testimony and going through that junk and learning and failure is the best teacher, right? So learning what we wish we would have done better or the resources that we found along the way, because we don't research everything to death until we're in that mode. And then gosh, look at so many entrepreneurs and business leaders. All these ideas are often come from a pain point. Like I walked through this and it was awful. And so I invented this, or I walked through cancer and I had to research all of this stuff to death. And now I help others. I walk through this inflammatory issue and now I learn healthy stuff and how to help other people. I walk through personally being a heartbroken hungover sorority girl and was lying to myself thinking that I was fulfilled and I was so empty inside. And now I've learned so much along the way of how Jesus redeems, of how sex is designed, the beauty of our bodies, the beauty of intimacy and how all of God made all of this stuff and how, you know, I I had a conversation with someone the other day and it was a guy who wants to do what I do to talk to young men. I'm like, Hey, yeah, you know, let me help you. I'd love to, you know, we need a voice out there for young men. And one of the things he said, was like, well, how are you like goofy and stuff? And I'm like, um, how are you not? Like, that's just how God made me. But, um, all that to say, like how he can use all of the little things along the way to affect and inspire your audience. 
So, you know, looking at business teachers and people who teach you how to get rich, it's because they walk through that stuff. They learned along the way and now they help others. And we all have that in one way or another. And I guess what I'm saying here is I don't want anyone on the other side of these earbuds to arrive at the end of their life and be like, man, I wish I would have shared my story, shared my passion, spoke up about that thing. You know, we all have something you, everyone listening to this has something that they are passionate about. Like you get really fired up to see homelessness and it makes you really, really angry. You get fired up to see kids that are special needs that don't get the help they need. I don't know. I am not a mind reader, but we all have that passion. And that's what's so beautiful. You probably heard it said, like we're all different parts of the body. Like the ear is not any more important than the hand, than the foot, than the nose. Like they all serve their purpose. And what fires you up, I could probably care less about and vice versa. I don't know. But what fires you up is important. It is vital to the body. And like, be the dang hand, be the dang belly button, be the ear, whatever it is, it is needed. Like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't stress it enough. You need to be who you're created to be. And if fear is standing in the way, like I'm going to go beat it up for you. Like why, why would you let fear stop you from doing your God-given potential? Okay. And then here's the rebuttal of, yeah, but someone else is already doing that. Someone else already has a platform, a mission, a whatever in the thing that I'm passionate about. Your voice is still needed too. And I've shared this story before and I'll share it again. When, if you don't follow Stephanie Mae Wilson, go fix that right now. I booked her to be a speaker at Georgia Southern when I was there because the girls I was mentoring like loved her and they obviously, cause she's awesome. And so I'm like, cool. So we booked her to come speak to the girls at Georgia Southern. And I just kind of looked at her one time, like, wow, you know, really look up to what you do. I would love to share my voice and share my story for young women too. And I kind of expected her to be like, "Mm, that's my territory back off sister. Because that's just, that was my mentality. I thought that, I don't know, like there was, it was competition or something. And that was totally not her response. It was like, uh, well, why don't you like your voice is needed too. And I was like, what? Because her point was so true that should we come at it at different angles? We are different ages. We live in different cities. Her story is different than my story. It relates to people in different ways. I use this point all the time too, but my husband will be listening to a podcast with this guy and he's like, Hey, this is a really good, you know, advice I heard that might be helpful in your business. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh in one ear and out the other. And I hear the same advice from a female entrepreneur that I listen to on a podcast. I'm like, Oh, listen, what I just learned today. He's like, um, I literally just told you that, but I heard it differently because I related more to the female speaker. So no matter, I'm, I'm so passionate about this. Like I've told other girls that have reached out to me that are like, Oh, you know, I want to do what you do for sorority women, girl, come, I will help you. There is enough room at the table for all of us. This is not competition, especially sharing your voice. Like how, how could that be competition? I don't, I just, I don't understand. Um, so, and that is the mentality of most people I've met in this space. So tattoo it to your forehead. (laughs) Your voice is needed too. All right. I want to get back to the family thing for a minute, because that is, real. That is really real. And walking through trauma or a family hurt specifically, or maybe you just, you know, experienced in hookup culture and realized that wasn't what's best for you. Now you want to teach others like, this is not great, but you don't want your own mama to know. Like (laughs) I get it. So I just want to tell you from my experience, two things. 
first remember it's gradual. Like you're not going to probably, you know, be super quiet about your whole life or your passion, whatever it is you want to speak up about. And then all of a sudden have a best selling book about it, you know, like it's going to be one step at a time. So for me, I remember <laughs> Brian was on staff at a church and they had interviewed, they were interviewing different people just about their stories. And I kind of shared a quick testimony and it wasn't really planned that my mom and stepdad were visiting that weekend, but they came to visit the same weekend. My face was on the screens sharing a little bit about my story. And I was like, Oh, but I mean, I don't think that they were nearly as shocked as I thought. And they were so supportive. Like, I'm so proud of you. And I feel like that is going to happen more often than not for anyone in, you know, trying to overcome something that like your parents are going to be proud of you. Your family is going to be proud of you. Another example is when my book finally came out, a family friend who was like the most well-to-do, like super prim and proper randomly, it was like, I, out of nowhere, she it was the last person I thought that would ever, I mean, I never even thought about her reading my book. And she called me, it was like randomly on a Tuesday, she's like, Katie, I just want to let you know, I read your book. And she was like raving, like the biggest fan I ever even thought about having as a fan. And and she was like, so she was like, I, I'm just so surprised. Like, you've just always been so quiet. Like, I never knew you had this in you. And I'm like, um, uh. So I just want you to hear that encouragement is, I mean, I don't know your family. I don't know your story. I don't know specifically what you're walking through. And I'm sure that's not a blanket for everyone, but more times than not, most people I've had these conversations with, they will be shocked at the support and surprise in a good way that your family is going to be on your side. And I just think about now as a mom, if our daughters ever wanted to, you know, be brave, share something ugly or like be out there with their story, it would crush me to no end to think that I would ever stop them from doing that. So if it's a family member or loved one who you don't want to hear your story, they are probably actually going to be your biggest fan and biggest supporter. I don't know if you've heard of Anne Lamont, but she is like a writer's writer and she's kind of the go-to person if you ever want to write a book and she wrote a book called bird by bird. Um, I'm, I'm just such a fan. She's amazing. Anyway, she has a quote. She's referring to writing a book, but I think that this is actually very applicable to what we're talking about right now. But she says, basically the journey is like driving at night with your headlights on. You can only see a little ways in front of you, but you can make the whole journey that way. Dang. Someone needs to write that down. Isn't that good? And isn't that so applicable when it comes to when it comes to sharing your story or whatever it is we're talking about here? Like you don't have to know the whole journey. You don't have to know the whole picture. You just have to see a little bit in front of you and you can make the whole journey that way. This wasn't in my notes, but I just thought about this and this is so applicable. When I first started doing everything that I'm doing now, and honestly, I definitely had no idea where this train was headed or as our headlight example shows, I had no idea that this was up ahead in the journey, what I'm doing now specifically, but I started with a blog and, and didn't even have any intentions of, I don't know, having a voice on the internet. Certainly podcasting wasn't even ever a dream or talking on stages or anything like that, but I, I just knew I had stories to tell and a passion inside of me. And honestly, the main driver behind establishing the blog is I wanted to provide a place for people to share their stories because I have just seen over and over again, 
stories are our best offerings. And people always say that, you know, I heard so-and-so stories and it really stuck out with me, or I didn't realize that you could live such a way until I heard so-and-so stories. And just stories are so powerful. And then it goes back to (laughs) the testimony, right? Like I could talk about this all day long, how you don't have to have all of life figured out, but all you know is you are blind. And now you see all you know is your story. And that's all you have to know. That's all that God asks us to share. And this really hit home for me recently. So in January, I had a video go viral and between TikTok and Reels it had over five million views, which sounds good in theory. Um but as I mentioned, I am a sensitive soul and I was talking about sex. So people did not they did not all agree with me. And while the outpouring was overwhelmingly kind and supportive and I had got grew a ton of followers on Instagram and stuff through that there were a lot of not nice things said. I had a girl like share it and cuss me out in another language. I'm like, does that mean you've arrived if you've been cussed out in another language? I had, I had, I had all kinds of stuff happen. And all that to say, I was having this like crisis of, okay, like, am I the girl who talks about sex on the internet now? Like 5 million views later and all these new people hit follow, like that's what they know me for this 30 second video. Oh my gosh. I needed a whole podcast episode about that whole experience, but I'm having these like come to Jesus meetings with myself. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I never like meant to establish myself as the quote expert in this. I have a colleague who was a PhD. I said, what I've learned from working with a PhD, a lot of people were like, oh, so she is a PhD. And that was confusing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had a hundred views, like anything else, this would easily be taken care of, but 5 million views later, like things were going crazy. I was like breathing into a brown paper bag, not literally, but figuratively anyway. So I'm having this whole, like, you know, (laughs) meltdown. And I remember talking to one of my friends about it and I was like, gosh, you know, it sounds good in theory to have this viral video and have this quote attention, but a couple things. Number one, had this happened even like a year before, I mean, I said, you know, it wasn't easy and I like freaked out. I would have totally died over it a year later. So people say, oh, like, it'd be cool to like be quote famous on the internet. No, mm, you might not be ready. And God prepares you, I believe strongly every step of the way. I talked about sex on the internet years ago and only had people who agree with me like, oh yeah, that's good. If you're only talking to people who agree with you, you're doing it wrong. And I had to grow some guts to be able to talk to people who don't agree with me. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for that video. I'm so thankful for TikTok. I'm so thankful for all of the conversations that has allowed me to have. But anyway, in this whole (laughs) come to Jesus meltdown over this video, something that really, really stood out to me and to kind of like tie this all together is I'm like, Oh God, Why can't I have like just a viral video over a funny cat video, something, you know, non-offensive, completely non-offensive. And I, I know I've only heard God's voice a few times, but I felt pretty confident in that moment. It was like, he was like, "Mm, how many lives have ever been changed over a viral cat video, Katie? And I'm like, dang, (laughs) dang, dang. And while we're at it, how can you expect to be treated any differently than I was? And I'm like, Tang, he's such a truth bomber. 
And so what I want to drive home here is what we do for the kingdom is the only thing that will last. A viral video, cool. A few more followers, cool. That will be gone when I'm gone. We remember some names in history, sure. But whose name do we even remember from 2,000 years ago? That's a long time, 2,000 years ago. The only people I can think of are Jesus and those that are related to his story. I mean, the fact that we even know Joseph and Herod and David, I don't know, they had a part. They were a supporting role in the only main character that was or will ever be. And so Katie over here, who has been scared to share her voice, who has thought she wasn't good enough, who cried over having a viral video, that is all so stinking temporary and a little selfish, to be honest, because that is very me focused and thinking that it's all about me. But I am a supporting role of the only main character that was or will ever be King Jesus, baby. The point I want to drive home is what we do for the kingdom will last. I know it is hard to share a testimony, to speak up about hard things, but you are a precious, wonderful gift in this world. And it would be such a crying shame for you to take those gifts with you. The graveyard is full of people waiting for one day. Maybe today is your day to take one step, just one step toward being who you're created to be. Um, well, we just covered a lot of truth bombs, didn't we? If you like this episode, I would love it if you share it with your people. Next week, the last Tuesday in May will be our finale for the season. I'm taking June and July off. My kids are growing so fast. I can't handle it. And I want to be intentional with them over the summer. So I'm taking a break, but our goal is to reach 100,000 downloads by this podcast babies to your birthday, July 1st. So if you enjoy this, it would mean the world to me. If you share it with your friends, share it on social and your iTunes reviews are like a fertilizer to a podcast. So please leave an iTunes review and gosh, thank you so much for showing up today. Thank you so much for trusting me into your earbuds and trusting me with your time. I'm so thankful for this and I'm so thankful for you. And I hope you got some truth for your twenties. I'm over here giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the truth for your twenties podcast. Would you help a sister out and take a screenshot right wherever you're listening and share it on your social? Give me a tag at Katie Bulmer life. So I can give you a big thank you. You sharing it, you leaving your reviews on iTunes is the best possible compliment you can give. Hey, let's continue to hang out. We have a private community called Truth for Your 20s over on Facebook. So just go to groups, search Truth for Your 20s and come join the party.